Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 36, September 28th, 2016. Your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today's show, we had a special assignment. Mid Toker out investigating the Interior Taxpayers Association forum. First of all, I say kudos to that forum. What a great setup. You come in, one, there's food there. Food, drink, very welcoming. Come in, if you have a question, you go to the podium and ask the question. That's it. All on the answer. What a setup. Bring the battle reaper five feet long. Mighty immense, but not too strong. You'll be high, but not for long. If you the viper, Walk in there, we've got the city council seats, uh, people up there giving their answers to questions, and apparently uh, I missed the cannabis question, because when I go up to ask mine, uh, I'm told that, um, we already asked that, we're not going to answer that again, okay, I get up to stand up, whoa, wait a minute, what about on-site consumption, let's, let's hear him say something, so they go in, do their thing, you'll hear that, and then afterwards, we have the mayors. We have Jim Matherly and Frank Turney giving their discussion. At the forum. Uh, Everhart did not appear. Not sure if he does not want to be accountable to the people at this point. But uh, Jim Matherly and Frank Turney showed up and gave us a good show. So let's get right into Interior Taxpayers Association Candidate Forum City Council. Oh, and let's not forget, Lance Roberts is in here moderating. So there is definitely a slant to how he presents things. Listen to him as he talks his nonsense of on-site consumption. And then later when someone comes to ask a question to Matherly and Turney, listen to him how he says, it will be on the ballot next year. We will have this going. Lance. All right. Question? Yeah. Hi. um, What is your stance on cannabis business in the city? We already had that question. That was the first question. Thank you. All right. So um, so we're going to wrap it up. Can I ask about on-site consumption? All right. So... For those of you who don't know, the state of Alaska is going to be experimental and be the first state to allow on-site consumption of marijuana, where people will drive to the facility and get intoxicated and then somehow make it home. So that's quite leading. Coming up, uh, (coughs) on-site consumption. Right now, the borough has got a moratorium on it, and they're looking at a zoning moratorium, which is. There's a vote for reconsideration on Thursday. The city hasn't broached the subject yet. The city of Fairbanks, city of North Pole, has said no um, for now. That council. So um, we'll let each of the um, candidates speak to the issue of on-site consumption uh, venues for marijuana and what they're looking at there. Uh, Ms. Rogers. Well, I just think that the whole topic brings up more questions than it does answers, and um, uh, it's. It's not something that I feel comfortable with as, as far as how it would be monitored. And I, I'm working in, in a variety of ways to inform myself about all aspects 
of cannabis because it's not something that I have included in my life up to this point. And so I have a lot of education that is necessary in order to discuss this issue. Um, but I, I do feel that um, it's, it's not quite there as far as monitoring it adequately in a way that's going to ensure public safety. Okay, Mr. Gibson. Um, that's a pretty complex issue considering the way that uh, um, the state and uh, uh, is kind of putting this together because you've got uh, a, a person who's uh, operating a manufacturing facility growing marijuana and then you've got the same person who wants to operate uh, a retail store um, that's you know attached to their manufacturing site and so they're um, if I had to equate it I would equate it to like a uh, uh, a liquor store selling <coughs> having a, a you know a brewing facility or distillery right next to it but then you've got so you've got a package store there but then you've got the uh, the on-site consumption or the bar essentially attached to the package store which I mean you don't really see here I don't actually think you can actually even do that but um, <coughs> uh, I'm not opposed to uh, an, an on-site consumption because I think you're kind of they're kind of classifying it like you would classify alcohol and so um, it should be judged accordingly but uh, um, at this point I think it's a it's a wait and see to what happens with the um, with the state and what the rules come down to and uh, and what the uh, the marijuana control board decides um, yes I have to agree with mr. Gibson I think that um, we need to look at the regulations that are coming down from the state make sure it's legal first but I equate use of marijuana the same way as use of alcohol I don't use either and I think that we have a, as many problems with um, overuse of alcohol in bars that aren't, aren't taken care of. And just think about all the drunk drivings that we have in our community. And I think um, we might be giving the wrong message to our children, but at the same time, the voters have spoken. And Mr. Engel. Um You asked me what I, what I, what I feel on it, what, how I would vote on it. Um, Having heard the arguments and the, the background and the numbers and <coughs> all of the, the information, um, I can't find uh, I can't find anything to overcome my my feelings and my conviction that it's it's just not in the best interest of our city. Thank you, Mr. Allen. So I um this issue came up with an ordinance that went before the assembly uh, moratorium. Um, it came before the planning commission and actually voted against the moratorium um, in regards to the cafes because there is no legislation yet. There's no legislation on the state level and so I think we're putting the, the cart before the horse, so to speak. Um, I don't equate marijuana use with alcohol use because I think on that spectrum if you want to call it that, alcohol use is far worse and does far more damage than marijuana use will uh, will ever do. Um, I think you know my recommendation would be to tread carefully because it's going to be a tough sell in this community on the cafes. Um, I don't personally, I'm not going to be personally opposed to it, and I'm not going to um, if if it's approved in the community, and that, that's what is going to go in the community. I'm not going to vote against it. 
Thank you. Okay. Thanks for you all answering. Interesting stuff, huh? All right, I I definitely hear some people that we cannot have on the city council. Uh, I hope you guys heard it too. Let's. We do have some interesting things happening from this. Sean Riley, in as he is giving his answer, he gave a pretty neutral answer to Pro. Since his appearance here, he has been contacting a lot, telling me inside things about what's going on. Very interesting how the seat, who determines, not who determines, but why people decide to run for what the seat they did. So with all that said, next we have mayor candidates, Frank Turney, the cannabis candidate. He has got to be elected. Let's do something here, Fairbanks. Get out there. Get all your friends in the city to vote. All right? Come on. We can make this happen. Frank Turney can win. The way I see it, Jim Matherly and John Eberhardt, they're going to be pulling from a familiar group of voters. Let's split that vote. Frank Turney right down the middle. Touchdown. Let's hear what they have to say. When your throat gets dry and you know you're high, <laughs> everything is dandy. Just truck on down to the candy store, blow your stuff on peppermint candy. So this is uh, you know a section for the mayors uh, of the city of Fairbanks. Uh, pretty much the same process. So we're going to start with one-minute intros. Um, first off, uh, Jim Matthew. Uh, thank you, Mr. Roberts, and good evening, everybody. I'll talk nice and loud. My radio voice will be in play tonight. Uh, it's an honor to be here tonight. Thanks to the ITA. My thoughts are with Donna and her family. This is unusual not seeing Donna. Uh, that being said, my name is Jim Gatherly. I was born and raised here in Fairbanks, as was my, my mother and my grandfather's from Fairbanks, too. Um, I've been on the city council now for six years. Uh, during my time in my adult life, I've been in banking, real estate, insurance, a volunteer all over town. Many of you I know through my volunteer work. Um, father of six uh, children. Three of my kids are here tonight, and my wife, and I'm very proud to have them here because I want to try to set an example for my children uh, for public service. I'm here mainly because my first three years on the council were tremendously fun and enjoyable and we had no turnover in the city fast forward three more years and it, it wasn't said earlier clear enough lots and lots of turnover management is causing turnover with the city i just want to be as clear as i can we will dive more i'm sure but i'm i'm nervous for the city i'm nervous for everybody who are leaving the city and i'm worried about the management of the city and what they've done to our employees and that's why i'm running thanks lance Okay, Mr. Turney. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to thank um, IGA, and I wish Donna Giveaway, and uh, thank you, uh, Lance Robert, for moderating this event design. Um, I've been here since 1982 in Fairbanks, Alaska. I came here from Fort Oregon, and uh, I've been somewhat of a, an active, activist, what I call a conscious awareness activist on many subject matters over the years, and uh, I've attended city council since uh, the first mayor I came here in 1982 was Ruth Burnett. Uh, I've been observing nine mayors so far. The ninth mayor would be Mayor Everhart, and he is the fifth mayor 
of a strong merit from our government when we changed a uh, weak, what they call a weak form of government to a strong merit form of government, and that was uh, uh, Mayor Hayes was the first strong merit form of government. I would like to see the change back the clock, and I think it's time to change back the clock, and I'm talking about we can change city charter to go back to a strong manager form of government. I think you've been watching our current mayor. I think the strong mayor, former government, who has been handled by Mayor Everhart, and I was hoping he was here tonight. I just saw him at the Diversity Council, and I mentioned that the ITA forum was here tonight. So since he's been here, uh, I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of good people, good, bad, and ugly in the city government, and I have never seen, observed the morale so bad in the city government I has under this under his leadership. What I call him is a dictator with too much power. And that's what a strong mayor of former government do, whether it be under Mr. Matherly, would be under uh, John Everhart. That's what I'd like to see the changes. And uh, if you support my ideas, I want your vote. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now we're open for questions. Anyone wants to come up and ask a question? You're welcome. Hi. What is your stance on cannabis and then on-site consumption in the city? Okay. Okay. We'll start with Mr. Turney. What was that? Uh, the question about um, he's asking about business your cannabis position on marijuana businesses and on-site consumption. Well, I call it cannabis. You should know that. <laughs> I don't use the word ter uh, term marijuana. It's, a, it's had about three or four decades used as a racial term. That's a Mexican word. The word is cannabis. It's been that way for 10,000 years. It's cannabis. And uh, as far as cannabis goes, <laughs> I'm a strong supporter of uh, retail and cultivation, no matter what it is. I think that the citizens spoke well when they voted for the legalization of cannabis. Myself, I wish they had a decriminalization. I knew there would be a lot of regulation coming, too much regulation, but my sole reason for voting to legalize cannabis was to keep people out of jail. And that's what's happening, not only in Alaska, but throughout the country. We've got too many people incarcerated for smoking that herb, and uh, it's a nonviolent offense. And so I strongly support, I'm glad to see the city council uh, endorse the first uh, retail and growing operation in Fairbanks is Macaluya. So I commend the city council. I know he has to, a few things to do. I think put a handicap in there, but also there was an initiative put out, and I think we'll know in about a year if they collect enough signatures whether we turn back the clock. And I hope that people get out there and not turn back the clock and continue to have people uh, continue to grow and uh, retail cannabis. Mr. Madeline. Did you want to check the second part of the question, though, for Mr. Turney? Uh, on site consumption, did he address that? or? Well, I think he addressed it. Okay. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, I voted no last year in the initiative that came up uh, with the state in full disclosure, but I know it was passed. And so I have cast my vote on the two that have come before the council um, respecting the vote of the people. The majority spoke, and I think that's my job on the city council. Um, how it's rolled out by the state and the borough is the tough part because there's a lot of unanswered questions. Last night, we got a pretty good education from, from Pacalolo. Um, Mr. Hollister told us about um, 
banking and how they're going to do the banking. And from a banking background, that intrigued me a little bit. Cash business, how are you going to do it? Uh, we'll see what the Citizens Initiative does next year. As Mr. Turney claimed, we don't know if they're going to vote in the affirmative. And they're taking a big risk at Pakalolo and good sense. Those are the two that we have passed so far. But because they were done legally and by the book and crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's, I, I put my stamp of approval. And the council did as well. I think, I think maybe one person didn't. So anyway, in on-site consumption, that was discussed last night. And one of the things that Pakalolo distributed to the council was an example of the sticker that they'll put on all the products that they manufacture. Um, they, it said specifically they would be childproof and that they would have the following label. And the label I found was interesting. And one of them said, um, consumption of this is, will cause you to be impaired. If you're pregnant, don't smoke it. Must be 21. So if we're treating cannabis the same as alcohol, and I, I you know, played in bars and bands with June and her band for many, many years, and one of the issues that scared bar owners was if somebody leaves their facility drunk, are they going to be held liable if there's a wreck? So I don't know how they're going to measure cannabis if you leave a consumption area. That's, that's going to be a tricky one, and I don't know how they're going to do it. But if they vote it, and it's approved, and it's legal, then I have no reason to not approve it, but we'll see how it's rolled out. There's still a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of moving parts, sir. I'd like to add to that. Uh, Colorado uh, was the first test. Uh, a lady got picked, pulled over for cannabis smoking, and uh, it was the first case in Colorado. They acquitted her. The officer smelt the presence of it. She had a cannabis medical card. Right. And there were studies that said that uh, studies showing her driving was not impaired. She never committed any violations. So there's been study after study regarding impaired driving versus people under the influence of alcohol. And also, I would like to say this. Uh, if I'm elected, I'll be the first cannabis smoking mayor. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to... The microphones are off. The mics are off. There you go. That was so um, that was intentional. So you have your turn to speak, and please speak in your turn. Um, and so uh, we'll just go to the next question. Go ahead. Good evening. I'm one of the 43% that voted against cannabis, the sale of cannabis and the legalization. And one of my concerns is um, there's been a lot in the news about kids um, dying from consuming cannabis in the form of um cookies or treats or candy and um, I would like to know what you would do to prevent something like that happening here. Ma'am, if you can show me any Excuse evidence. me. Hey, I'm answering your question. No, you'll be called on when it's your time to answer oh, the question. Thank you, General. So, obviously, um, since Mr. <coughs> last time, this time Mr. Matherly gets to speak first. And um, so she's asking about the death the deaths which we've seen in Colorado from marijuana and what will we do to prevent them here in Fairbanks? Thank you for the question. I guess I would lump myself into your 43%. Uh, I'm not an expert on cannabis. I will let you know that right off the bat. No, I'm, not, I'm not an expert like folks who have tried it. And I have read reports myself. I think it's how you grow it, how you mix it, how you, mix it, how you manufacture it uh, is part of the problem. How the state is going to regulate the, the strength, the type, I, I have no idea. I, I have a similar concern as you. So 
the state has a and has a really big job on their hands. Since federally it's still against the law, the state of Alaska is going to have to come out with saying, this is the degree, this is how you package it so kids can't get their hands on it, so it doesn't look like something that's attractive to children, and how you make it and grow it and put the ingredients in. So I would have to see what the state comes down, the borough that come down to the city level, have to, and we'd have to enforce those rules and make sure that these distributors, these manufacturers, I'm going to say Pacalolo, since they got approved last night for actually manufacturing edibles and putting them out in a, in a, a, a display case, how they're going to produce it, in what strengths. Because I think that if it's done right, it can be safe, but I don't know how they're going to do it. That's, I wish I could give you a better answer, man, but I just don't know. It scares me, too. Mr. Turney. Um. I don't know any evidence or scientific evidence or any proof that any child died from consumption of cannabis. I don't know where you got your information at, man, but I will say about cannabis. I think we need people to do their homework research on CBD, what they're doing to children. They're saving lives. Children with epileptic and asthma uh, of use, the use of THC in the cannabis called CBC, saving lives of children. Many of these children have been put on all kinds of pharmaceutical drugs. Cannabis is a miracle. Miracle plan for some of these children. Now, as far as uh, <laughs> the context in it, I think we just have to educate children. I think most of these edibles will be packaged in warning, warning labels on them. And I think they can be made safe. As far as the medicinal part, myself personally, I think the THC level should be higher much higher than what the state wants it to be. Much higher okay, when it comes from medicinal. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. And uh, this petition, the initiative will be on the ballot next year. So, any other questions? Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Toga. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud, search Mid Toga, and farnorthtokers.com. See you!